Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. No Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. Toby Altizer in for him alongside the one and only, the executive producer of this fine program, Adam Roberts, here in the Lakeland University studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. You say the one and only, Toby. I can... I'm putting it on my mama, as Rami would say, that there are more Adam Robertses in the world than just me. There's actually a pretty famous British author who goes by the name of Adam Roberts, too. None he of goes his by book- Adam Roberts, too? Not no, Adam no, Roberts, he, one? Adam Roberts, comma, T-O-O, for all you grammar majors out there. None of his books, though, are very good. All mid. Okay. All right. Well, the one of many, Adam Roberts, here in the I'll Lakeland University studios want to talk a little bit about this Brewers offense. We talked a little bit about it on the big show. I'm not worried about this offense. I saw people all over Twitter and, uh, you know, I, I I got in a little bit on the action, making fun of some people. Did, did the regular season get shortened to 25 games? Did I miss something? Uh, why are we so worried about this Brewers offense? And people are talking to me that, all right, well, it's the Cubs. It's the Orioles. We saw this last year against the Atlanta Braves, and that's why we weren't able to win the World Series, and look what Atlanta was able to do. And now we're starting a new season, and the pitching is a little bit slow out of the gates, and our offense has been atrocious just like we thought it would be. And people are worried. And we played it a little bit earlier. Hunter Renfro, I think, said it best. Guys, it's been four games. It's been four games. If we're going to do this on every single game, we're going to have a long regular season. A long regular season. So let's just relax a little bit. I think when we look up and down this Brewers lineup, they're going to be okay. I'm not worried about the Brewers lineup. Are you? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. want to look at some of these guys on the Brewers team. 
and we talked about it a little bit on the big show, and that when I look up and down this Brewers roster, I think they might be one of, if not the deepest teams in Major League Baseball. And you say, how can you say that? How can you look at a team like the Dodgers and say, yeah, the Brewers might be deeper? Well, they don't have the star power like a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers. They bring in Freddie Freeman. They've still got guys like Cody Bellinger. You've got Trey Turner, uh, Walker Bueller. They've got a lot of guys. But they've still got a couple guys on their bench that are kind of iffy. They might be considered duds. I don't see any of those with the Brewers. Even your backup catcher, Victor Caratini, I'd take him as a backup catcher on just about any team. You look, uh, let, let's just look right now at this Brewers roster. And I had Adam do some digging for me. Appreciate the work, Adam, there. Look at what the Brewers have across this roster and what their career batting averages are. But when I read these names off to you that they've got right now on their active roster, you're they don't have any bad players that are hitters. They, they just don't. They don't have a guy that you're like, man, he wouldn't be on the big league club if it weren't for X. You know, he, he's, he shouldn't be in the big leagues. This guy shouldn't be here. You don't have any of those guys. Colton Wong, Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, Andrew McCutcheon, Rowdy Telez, Hunter Renfro, Omar Narvaez, Lorenzo Cain, Jace Peterson, on-base Jace, Keston Hero, Tyrone Taylor, Michael Broso, Victor Caratini. I look at that list, and I see maybe one guy that I think, well, I don't, I don't know if he should be in the bigs. And it's Keston Hero, right? It's not Jace Peterson. It's not Tyrone Taylor. You saw yesterday, Tyrone Taylor, he can play. And you know what? You, you lose a guy like Lorenzo Cain, Tyrone Taylor can fill in admirably. You, you look at this team, and they've got a deep lineup. And this is what I think is going to happen this year with this Brewers lineup. There's going to be times where for a two-week stretch, a week-and-a-half stretch, everybody goes cold at the same time. So far, it's been everybody's cold at the start of the season. All right, you're going to lose some games. But you know what? On the flip side, you're going to have them get hot. You're going to have four, five guys get hot at the same time, and they're going to look like a team that can't be touched by anyone including a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers. And when they get hot, just remember that this is how you were feeling a little bit earlier and you were scared of this lineup and saying, I don't know that they can do it. Because I think they can. With the pitching that the Brewers have, and yes, the pitching does have to be outstanding for the Brewers to be successful this season. There's no doubt about it. This team is built on dominant starting pitching, elite back end of the bullpen, and then depth in that as well, because I mentioned the lineup and the hitters they have, even guys coming off the bench. Not only do they have that, they have a deep bullpen. They have a deep starting rotation. Aaron Ashby keeps coming out of the pen. You got to think he's going to be the sixth starter throughout the year. Adrian Hauser is your fourth guy. Look, I know he wasn't great yesterday, but Adrian Hauser is your fourth guy. Eric Lauer takes the mound today, your fifth starter. Ashby can be utilized in many different ways. The Brewers have so much at their disposal. And a guy like Craig Council, I think, is going to be able to get the most out of it. 
the difference, I think, in this Brewers team being able to go super far this year, unlike last season, is I think one or two guys needs to step forward and become a elite-level bat. Last year, you lacked that. Last year, you had a couple guys who were playing well, but kind of fizzled out, and it, it was just a struggle for any sort of offense when it came into the postseason and the end of the year. But I think if you can have one or two guys really step forward and become an elite-level bat, I think you could see a difference in this Brewers team. I'm not worried about the Brewers offense. I'm not worried about this Brewers lineup. Are you? 414-799-1250. We'll hear from Rich Bisaccia. He talked a little bit earlier today. We'll hear from him at the bottom of the hour, but I want to get some of your phone calls. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to Nate, who's in northern Milwaukee. What's going on, Nate? What's going on, Toby? Um, for me personally, I, I, don't, I don't have concerns about the guys. But Craig Council is doing way too much with the lineup. Um, I was talking to Tim yesterday, and I totally agree with him. You got guys getting on base, and you got guys just being productive, and then they're out the lineup the next day. Rowdy Tellez, for example, hit a huge home run against Chicago in the, in the, uh, the last game to close out the series. Why is he out of the lineup? Just because it's a lefty? Let him build on that. Because what if – what if, just say what if – you give him two at bats, and he hits a bomb out against the guy against the Orioles. You know what I mean? How are guys supposed to be any any type of productive when they're in one day, out another? And this is the same problem that I had with Craig last year. Guys will be going on a run. They'll be they'll be playing for two games straight, playing good. Then all of a sudden they're out the lineup. Then when you try to put it back in the lineup, they're not the same guy that they were before. You gotta, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta let these, you gotta let it ride. It's early in the season. You, you gotta let these guys ride when they're hitting, hitting well. Colton Wong has been, been big for us at the beginning, at the, at the ahead of the lineup, and you put, take him out of there and put him seventh. That lefty lineup that they have has not produced any runs at all. They've been shut out the last two games that you want to go with the lefty lineup. That has to change. The offense has to, the offense is not getting any production because the credit council has not let anybody um get hot or produce keep the guys in there that's producing yeah that is interesting I hadn't thought about that Nate too is the the both starts where there's been a lefty on the mound is the ones that they got blanked or yeah they got blanked exactly and then like I, like I was saying you got guys that's that's been doing well. Jace um, won that one game. He was getting on base, and the next day he's out of the lineup. Um, uh, Tyrone Taylor, uh, Tyrone Taylor had a good game. Yeah, he was getting card contact, and it just was it just was going to people. But why not keep him in to see next see if the next game if some of those if he can find empty holes and, and gaps to where he can uh, produce. Yeah, I'd like to see Tyrone Taylor get some more at-bats throughout this season. Nate, before I let you go, when you look at the top of the lineup, what's your ideal top four, top five? For me, it's, it's Wong, Adamus, and even though Yelich is struggling, I'm giving him, I'm, I want to give him some time before I hop on him, mm-hmm. but give Christian Yelich three, 
and Andrew McCutcher probably four. And for me, an unsung guy that I think really needs to be closer to the top of the lineup for me is Omar Narvaez. We seen last year when he was at the when he was in that fifth fourth hole when um Avi Garcia was wasn't there. He had he was producing. It's no reason why he shouldn't be closer to the top of the uh, top of the lineup. Um, he's he last year I think he was like 308 before the All Star break or something like that. That you got to get that guy going. But for me, it's like I said, it's Wong, Adamas, Yelich, and um, McCutcheon. And I say Wong is because you got to have that you got to have that speed on the in your leadoff spot. You got to when he gets on base, you got to have Wong on there to put pressure on the pitcher. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he's going to take off or not. That's that's another thing. You got the Wong prize for you at the top. Sure. Absolutely, Nate. I agree 100%. Appreciate the phone call, man. No problem. Yeah, I think I, I do agree with Nate in that sense. You know, we talked about this a little bit on the big show with fooling around with the lineups and does the lineup matter to you like it does to Tim? We talk, Tim, last night you heard him here on 1250 AM, the fan on the Gene Wagner plumbing postgame show, that he cares about the lineup. He cares where these guys are batted. And you wonder, what what do you think if you're Colton Wong and you've been nothing but good for Milwaukee and you're, 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 you're full-time here? Well, you know, a year last year you played well, batted in the leadoff spot most of the year. And then this season, you just because a lefty's on the mound, you get moved all the way down to that seven hole. You know, how, how does that make you feel? And I appreciate that from Tim. to Think outside the box a little bit of not only does it make maybe no sense as far as the lineup, but how does that make him feel? And when you look at this lineup, I would love to see, like what Nate said, Colton Wong, you're a leadoff guy, day in, day out. I, I like that consistency. In the two-hole, give me Willie Adamas. And you know what, Craig? I know you want to do your left-right thing, left-right, left-right. So stick with it. Left, Colton Wong. Right, Willie Adamas. Left, Christian Yelich. Right, McCutcheon or... I personally would probably have Hunter Renfro up in there. And that was my ideal lineup. And then you know what? I, I, at the at the five hole, I might have a guy like Omar Narvaez batting fifth. You know, you've got a Rowdy Telez batting fifth. One of the two. I mean, you can keep going left, right, left, right. And I don't understand why when you do a left-hander comes in, you just throw in all righties. You know, you do left, right, left, right against righties, but why can't you do that same thing against lefties? If anything, just shift everything a little bit. Go ahead, have Willie Adamas lead off, whatever the case may be, or move McCutcheon a little bit. I I just, I do enjoy when there's some sort of consistency, and I had Adam pull some of the numbers for the players for the Milwaukee Brewers. What's their career batting average? Because again, when you look up and down this roster, I think over 162 games, you're going to see this roster be really good. I think you're going to see this batting, this team's hitting be better than it was last season. Colton Wong, career batting average, 262. Same as Willie Adamas, 262 hitters. Yelly, 292. McCutcheon, 280. So there's your top four. All guys that over their career have batted over 260. That's what you can depend on. At least 260 from all those guys. Christian Yelich, I get that there's been some inconsistency there, so let's lower the number to 250. That's that's almost where he was at last year. Rowdy Telez, 248 hitter, but he's got lots of pop. 
Hunter Renfro, 235, comes with a lot of power. Omar Narvaez, 266. Kane, 286. I, I, I think you see a theme here. Even the guys that sit on the bench, 241 for Hira, 247 for Tyrone Taylor, 242 for Broso. On base, Jace only at 229. He's the lowest of all these guys. When you see 162 games ahead of this lineup, they're going to win baseball games and they're going to be fine. What I'm worried about is it's good to have that depth during the 162-game stretch because if a guy gets injured, guy needs a day off, whatever it is, it's good to have that depth. Depth is nice to have for the postseason, but it doesn't always make an impact because guess what? I might have good depth. My 12th guy... My 12th hitter might be better than the Dodgers' 12th hitter, but it doesn't matter because my 1 through 9 guys aren't, and my 12th guy never even hits in the game. So that's what I'm worried about. I, I'm a Nationals fan. Everyone knows that. When I look at the Nationals team that won the World Series in 2019, I can see a little bit of a similarity to what the Milwaukee Brewers can throw out there, and the difference is, there were high-caliber, elite-level impact bats in that Nats lineup when they won the World Series. That's the difference for me. They had solid hitters up and down, but they had a guy like Juan Soto, who he wasn't quite the hitter he is now, but he was he's still growing into it. You had a guy like Anthony Rendon. And I'm not saying that the Brewers should have paid these guys, because that, that's not what I'm trying to say here. But they had also some guys like Howie Kendrick, guys that the Brewers could afford. What I want to see the Brewers do is I want to see either you make a move at the deadline to get a true impact bat, because I think that could make a difference, or I need some of these guys to really step up. The reason that I think we look at the guys like Keston Hira and Christian Yelich is we've seen it from them before. If you can get what you got your first year out of Keston Hira, he can be that impact bat in the middle of that lineup. If you can get what you've gotten out of Christian Yelich, we all know he's an MVP caliber player, and we've seen it before for multiple seasons. And I've seen more elite-level seasons than poor seasons from Christian Yelich, so I'm banking on him getting back to at least some sort of form. But if you can get elite-level bats that can make impacts in the playoffs, I could see this Brewers team winning a World Series. Are you worried about the Brewers hitting? Because I'm not. 414-799-1250. We'll hear from Rich Bisaccia again coming up in just a little bit. He talked today to the media, talked about why he chose the Green Bay Packers. And I think Packers fans are going to like his response. But before we do, I want to get to a couple more phone calls talking about the Brewers lineup. Look, I'm not worried about them. I'm not. But are you worried about them? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Look up and down that order. They've got solid guys. But are they going to be able to have a guy step up? Because I think in the postseason, that's the real difference. If they don't have a guy step up and be a difference maker, then I think you could see a similar thing like last year against the Braves. Or you could have everyone get hot. That'd be nice. Because there's some. the Braves have a good lineup again. The Dodgers obviously have a good lineup. I'm not worried about the Mets. I think it's a three-horse race in the National League between the Braves and the Dodgers and the Brewers. I'm not worried about the Padres, really. Maybe. 
maybe they could be someone. But I, I think it's really Dodgers, Brewers, Braves. Let's get out to Larry in Sockville. Larry, what's going on, man? Hi. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think Craig Council tinkers with the lineup too much, and I've been very frustrated over the last few years. Uh, I think that he hurts. I think he hurts their their uh, batting eye, you know, because they never know when they're going to start. I think if you have the same lineup every day for the most part, you know, you you build consistency. Uh, I think that uh, you help raise their batting averages by having a consistent lineup. I used to listen to the Milwaukee Braves. I was a kid back in the 50s and 60s, and the Braves had the same lineup every day, uh, once in a while resting one or the other players. But uh, the same lineup every day. I could still name the lineup from the Braves back then. And, and um, you know, why can't you have a left-handed batter hitting mm-hmm. against a, a left-handed pitcher? Um, like, like you know, then I think if if, if you force players, you know, right-handers to you know to face left-handed pitchers and vice versa, I think you're you're destroying their confidence. Well, and I I I agree because you know, an ideal world, yeah, I'd love to have all righties in against lefties. I'd love to have all lefties in against righties, but that's just not how it's going to work when you create a whole roster. And at some point, your guys just got to be able to come up with hits against same-handed guys. I mean, every time a lefty takes the mound, you tell me I'm taking basically any lefty aside from Christian Yelich out of the lineup. I I just don't, I don't like that. And you tell me just because a lefty's on the mound that Colton Wong goes from your leadoff guy all the way down to seven. Again, like Tim said, how would you feel if you're Colton Wong? Maybe it puts a little chip on his shoulder, and he thinks, "Look, Craig, I can still hit lefties. I get what you're doing here. I I really do, but." I can still hit lefties, let me show you. So maybe there's a chip on his shoulder. But is it really that much of a difference for him from hitting righties to lefties? I mean, I could look at his splits, but... Yeah, I, don't... I agree. I agree with you. Um, it, it just... It just uh, I think it, it, it chips away at their at their confidence. Um, you know, Wong is a, is a terrific player. He should be... As you said, he should be batting first every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, Larry. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right, we'll take a quick break here on Sparky's Midday Madness. When we come back, I want to hear from Rich Bisaccia. He talked to the media today and get his thoughts. Why did he choose Green Bay? We'll hear that answer and more coming up here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Toby Altizer in for him on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop. Shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are there anything you want to put in place starting today? Um, I, I don't know of, uh, of specific changes. I mean, I think... You know, you know my, my view of stuff like the lineup and the bullpen usage is, is we make way too big a deal out of it. You know, we'll, we're going to put players in a position to succeed. And, you know, a lineup change here is not some, you know, signal that I don't like the player or he's not doing, you know, we're, we're just putting out the best foot forward every day to win a baseball game. Um, so that the changes. That might you, you might I, I think the changes are mostly things that you guys won't see quite honestly. That's Craig Council, not from yesterday, not from two days ago, not from last week. That's from seven years ago. Not much has changed about his philosophy when it comes to the lineup. I don't think it's one of Tim's favorite things. Talking about the Brewers lineup, are you worried about it? Because I'm not. Rami Makhlouf joins the Sparky's Midday Madness show here presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Are you a lineup guy? No, I mean, lineup construction matters, but n- not in not in the classic way that we always thought it did when I was growing up. And no, you don't have to be in the same spot in the lineup every day. That's one thing that baffles me, because when you come to baseball, right, you, mm-hmm. you, when you talk about like a football game, and you're in a different position, like that ch- totally changes how you play, right? Like, you, you know, Leroy changes from corner to safety. Right. That totally That's changes. a different position. You, you go from a guard to being a forward or a center, mm-hmm. totally different. When you change in the lineup, you still got to face the pitcher. Like, there's, there's only one at bat in every yeah. game where the batter goes up there knowing what his approach is going to be before he ever steps to the plate, and that's the leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. After that, it's, okay, who's, who's on base? Where are they? How many outs are there? What's the score? And what do I need to do on this at bat? Like, and it doesn't what what the number is next to your name in the lineup yeah. doesn't matter, or at least it shouldn't. And I got a lot of people tell, well, these guys are human beings; it matters to them. And it's like, well, get over it. You know what? <laughs> you're gonna bat once every nine guys. Like, no matter what happens, yeah. you're gonna bat once every nine guys. Just go up there and base your approach on the game situation. What does it matter what number is next to your name when the game starts? When you get up there in the third inning and there's men on first and second and one out. So did you hear Tim talking about this yesterday? I did not, actually. All right. No. Here's a clip we played a little bit on the big show about two minutes long of Tim talking about lineup construction yesterday on the postgame show. How much do you think lineups impact the outcome? That's all I got to ask. How much do you think the lineups impact the outcome of a baseball game? Because I think it does. And I've always thought it did. And it will continue to affect the outcome of all baseball games. That's what it's all about. You shuffle the lineup for a reason. That means the lineup means something. How do you think Colton Wong feels right now? Hitting seventh, two of the four games. Seventh. 
Dude was on base at a 335 clip last year and 356 the year before. Dude hit 272 last year and hit 265 the year before. What did he do? What did he do to get moved to seventh behind Keston Hira and Tyrone Taylor? You wonder about an offense? What did Rowdy Telez do outside of being born a left-hander? That with a man on in a two-run baseball game, he has one swing potential, and simply because a lefty's out there, Lorenzo Cain gets to bat. How do you think these guys feel? I'm just, one, I'm just wondering out loud on all this stuff. How do you think they feel? Like on a personal level, how do you think Colton Wong feels? When you look at his numbers, the last two seasons for this baseball team, and he gets bumped to seven simply because there's a left-hander on the mound. Why wouldn't you put McCutcheon in the three or four hole and fatten up your lineup a little bit and leave Colton Wong, Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, Andrew McCutcheon alone, top four every day? Let's go. In my estimation, they do that four consecutive games. They don't average 2.2 runs a game through four games because that's what they're averaging right now, 2.25 runs per game. What are your initial thoughts on that? Lineups do matter. Yeah. But uh, putting the same lineup out there every day isn't necessarily the answer. Okay. If you if you have a plug and play team, like if the Brewers had you know, eight position players mm-hmm. or, or nine batters where it was like, okay, this guy is your everyday first baseman. This guy is your everyday third baseman. Yeah, this like guy's your everyday corner outfield. Right. If you had if you had that, then maybe, yeah, maybe you j- and 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 they're good against lefties and Dude, the reason that they're doing what they're doing, this shakeup against lefties, is because the Brewers, Brewers were absolutely brutal against lefties last year with Colton Wong at the top of the lineup. You know what I mean? So there, there's a reason for that. Rowdy Tellez and the rest of the Brewers were terrible against left-handed batting last year. That's part of the reason why Andrew McCutcheon is a Brewer, because he beats up left-handed pitching. So you should have expected different-looking lineups against lefties and against righties, because this is... What and who the Brewers are. They have three, four guys for various positions around the field. And some guys move around the field and occupy three, four different positions. You know what I mean? This is about Craig Council moving the chess pieces around. And it's it's a harder it's a harder puzzle to put together than what a lot of managers have to do. So we're going to be able to nitpick at it. But at the end of the day, there's reason there's reason behind it. And I don't think just doing the same thing every day fixes anything i don't think that solves the problem just throwing the same guys out there every day yeah it's funny because i think one thing and then i start talking through it and it sounds like i'm saying something totally different i do think the lineup matters and i would like to see a little more consistency at the top i don't know how much that for whatever reason i don't you don't think it should but it does seem to affect players for whatever reason they get moved from a spot to a different spot in the order for whatever reason it does and, and i can't really explain it but I'd like to see a consistent, maybe top four. You know, choose your top four. Wong's your leadoff guy, Adamus at two, Yelly at three, and then let's just say McCutcheon at four, or Renfro, whatever. Then you got your left, right, left, right at the beginning, like Craig likes to have. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even if it's, you know, you switch it and you have a lefty on the mound and it now goes Adamus, Wong, whatever, you know, Jake. But I'd like to see a consistent top four do whatever after that. Because I feel like then it, there's some sort of consistency. You know who's behind you and stuff like that. 
But then again, it comes back to what we're talking about at the beginning here when you hopped on. You go to the plate, unless you're the leadoff guy, you look at the different situations, right. and it, it dictates how you're going to go in that at-bat. Who's on base? Where on base? How many outs? What's the score? That's what you should be asking yourself when you step to the plate, not where am I in the batting order. And Colton Wong gets it, man. Yeah. These guys aren't idiots. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure they I'm sure they sit these guys down and talk to them and go, look, here, here's a, here's why we're doing what we're doing and why and why you are in the order where you are. You know what I mean? And Rowdy Tellez, man, you can't hit lefties. He yeah. couldn't hit lefties last year. What more needs to be said than that? Well, and if you're worried, saying like, oh, man, maybe this scares people away. Andrew McCutcheon came here full, knowing full well what Craig yeah, Council was going to do. Absolutely. And I, I think he enjoys the fact that. He doesn't have to carry this offense. He, he's fine with being able to platoon in and out, DH here and there, or whatever else the case may be. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're kind of on the same thing. I think I care more about lineup than maybe I'm letting on. Maybe I do. I, I don't know how to phrase it because, like, like every, every time every time we talk about it, you're right. Like, it just shouldn't matter. But then I'm kind of like, well, eh, I don't think he should be hitting lower than X spot. You know, whatever. I don't know. What do we got coming up on the Rami show? Coming today? up on the Rami show today, we're going to be talking about the Brewers out of the gas. This is my first chance to really talk to Brewers fans since the season has started because I was off Friday and I was on at the same time as the Brewers for every other game. So I just, just your early thoughts on the Brewers, real broad, real general. Just want people's early thoughts on the Brewers through four games. We'll do that at the top. Eric Name scheduled to join us at three forty-five. That, that piece Dude, by Eric Name was so incredible. good. Got man, wow. Just, I, may, I may or may not have been watching that during the nine o'clock hour yesterday when Horvat was on. <laughs> so that may or may not be why I wasn't talking to Horvat and Gart. That stuff was incredible. So good, man. Such such a good piece on Drew Holiday's defense. He just texted me actually while we were talking though. He's he's at Bucks practice waiting on some players. So may have to move Eric name around. But uh, Bart Winkler, your buddy Bart Winkler, yeah. will be here at four thirty. For uh, Tuesdays with Winkler and uh, much, much more. Some Bucks talk, NBA talk with the play-in games tonight. Jam-packed show today. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, with Eric Name, if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic, Dude, it's worth it for that piece For alone. that, yeah. For his work. If you're a big Bucks fan and you don't have access to Eric Name's work, then you are, you're not as big a Bucks fan as you yeah. think you are. You you're, don't know as much about this team as you should. You're really missing out. That dude I, does the deep dives. Absolutely. All right, the Rami Show comes up next here on 1250 AM. The Fan with Rami Makhlov. Appreciate the time, AR. Toby Altizer signing off. Till next time, see you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 